Welcome to InsideCatholicPhilly.com, where we explore the Catholic faith as it's experienced in church and in everyday life. I'm your host, Gina Christian, here with our editor, Matt Gambino. And along with our guests, we discuss the Catholic take on everything from sacraments and Sunday Mass to social media and sports, based on CatholicPhilly.com's award-winning news and commentary. Thanks so much for spending a few moments with us today here at CatholicPhilly.com. I'm your host, Gina Christian, here with our editor, Matt Gambino. Matt, good to have you with us. Hi there, Gina. And we're also delighted to have Christopher Massaro in the studio with us. Christopher is a seminarian at St. Charles Borromeo Seminary in Wynwood, Pennsylvania, where he's in his second year of theological studies. And as we continue our Lenten journey, he's here to share with us his insights into the gospel for Palm Sunday when we celebrate the Lord's passion. Christopher, welcome. Thanks. It's good to be here. Good to have you here. And before we delve into the scriptures, Christopher, you were telling us that you were pursuing a field of study that not a lot of people have heard of. And this was prior to entering the seminary. What was it? It's called medical physics. What is that? Most people hear that word and they think medicine immediately, but it's mainly the application of radiation physics to a medical setting. So as many people know, radiation is a way to treat cancer. And so there are physicists that work behind the scenes on the machines that are used to treat people, to calibrate them, make sure they're functioning properly. So that's what it is. How did you end up from pursuing that to pursuing the priesthood? That's a good question. I sort of had a, what I would say, like a conversion experience, although I was always Catholic, and I call it the invasion of grace when I just kind of had this experience of the presence of God and it moved me on a different course. And I eventually found my way leaving medical physics and the graduate career and entering the seminary. We're glad you did. And speaking of taking a journey, let's see where the spirit leads us as we now enter into Jerusalem with Jesus for his passion. Matt, what are the gospel passages for this Sunday? And we actually have two, correct? So the liturgy begins with a gospel, which is a little unusual, and which a huge crowd cheers Jesus as he enters Jerusalem as a great prophet prophet and king. Later, after our readings and the liturgy of the word progresses, we hear another gospel, which kind of turns the table on that scene. It's the crucifixion narrative. Now, the long form describes the Last Supper and the institution of the Eucharist and Jesus's betrayal. The short form begins just after that, after his trial and in the presence of Pontius Pilate, who condemns Jesus to death. We hear how Jesus is tortured, humiliated, and finally crucified. People insult him as he hangs on the cross. And upon his death, great signs are seen in the city, causing the soldiers to proclaim Jesus as the Son of God. Christopher, this is, of course, really the summation of all the Gospels that we hear. One of the most powerful, the most powerful to me, I'm sure to many others. And actually, it's very hard to read it. And it's hard to listen to it and witness it. It's so traumatic. Why do you think the church at this time of year says, start to finish, folks, we're going to walk with Jesus every step of the way? in his passion and death. I think you just nailed it. You know, it's the crux, not to use a word that means cross, right? It's the crux of the gospel, Jesus's passion and death. You know, throughout the account, both in the shorter form and in the longer form, we hear about Jesus as the son of God. That's kind of like the essence of the whole thing is this question, you know, is he the son of God? The Sanhedrin, when they're putting him on trial, says, we order you to tell us if you're the son of God. Then the people come by and start mocking Jesus. And they say, look, if you really are the son of God, just come down and save yourself. And then finally, at the very end, the soldiers who are standing there at the foot of the cross when Jesus dies, they say, truly, this is the son of God. So I think the reason we hear the whole thing and it's read to us at the beginning of Holy Week and then again on Good Friday is because that's really the core of who Jesus is. That's his truest identity. And ultimately, it's through his undergoing the passion and dying and atoning for our sin that we too become sons and daughters of the Father. 
And we see ourselves in both of these accounts. We see ourselves as the folks cheering Jesus and in betraying him as well. We do. There's one line in there where Peter says, you know, even if I have to die with you, I will not abandon you. And I think the reality is that we all do have to die with him. Our death is a death with Jesus Christ, no matter what. So the question then becomes, where do we fall? Do we fall on the side of denying him? Or do we fall on the side of receiving him and responding to his grace? And if we do deny him, then we repent, right? That's the grace of the gospel too, is to bring us to repentance. And so I think, yeah, it's true. And where are we in the response that we give to Jesus? And that can change over time in different situations of our lives, can it? Absolutely. As it does for Peter, right? The same one who makes that statement does eventually deny Jesus, but then comes back and leads the church and is the pillar of what makes the Catholic Church the Catholic Church. You know, in so many ways, we live in such a violent time, particularly here in the United States and in the city of Philadelphia, we struggle tremendously with things like gun violence. Do you think that by confronting violence and the heart of the human so honestly, the gospel is even better positioned to speak to people, that we need it more than ever, basically? To say we need it more than ever, I mean, I think everyone throughout all of time in history has needed it just as much as anybody else does. I think our problems confront us in a way that we experience so deeply. I think it kind of makes us think, oh, we need it more than other people do. But we're all in the same place. I I think it's G.K. Chesterton said something like, we're all in a boat and we're all seasick or something to that effect, right? Because it's true. We are all seasick on the same boat and we all need the grace of Jesus Christ. I mean, you're right to point out the violence that's present in our societies and really it all stems from what's present in each of our souls and hearts. You know, we all need that conversion. The other question I had was, you know, Jesus is dying on the cross and in this perspective on Palm Sunday, we don't get the end until we go through the other crucifixion narratives as well and the death on Holy Saturday until we get to a week after Palm Sunday, which is Easter Sunday. The resurrection only really becomes a glorified event, event that we can identify with our own salvation because we've walked through the crucifixion and death with Jesus. That's absolutely true. One of the things I was thinking about as I was preparing this was the scandal of the cross because it truly scandalizes us. We look at this man who we profess to be the son of God and there he is dying on a cross. And somehow we hold that up as the supreme symbol for our faith because the reality is that each of us suffers too. And so what God shows us in that is that he's not scared of suffering. We're not alone in our suffering. He enters into our suffering with us, not to just leave us there, but to bring us through the suffering so that ultimately redemption and glory come. As you point out, you know, it's through Holy Week that we eventually enter into the glory of the resurrection, just like it's through our suffering and our carrying our cross, as Jesus says. Anyone who wishes to be a disciple has to pick up their cross and follow him. So it's through that, through it, carrying it faithfully and trustingly and knowing that God is present with us throughout it, that ultimately brings us to the resurrection and to glory. This is suffering with a true purpose, one that's eternal and glorious in God's sight. Thank you so much, Christopher, for sharing your insights with us. You're in our prayers as we journey through the rest of Holy Week and Easter and as you journey on your path to priesthood. God bless. God bless you too. Thank you. So you've heard our thoughts. What about yours? Reach out to us and let us know. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Catholic Philly or visit us online at catholicphilly.com. Thanks so much to Matt Gambino, the editor of catholicphilly.com. I'm your host, Gina Christian. And until next time, may God bless and keep you. 
transforming lives. That's what the Society of St. Vincent de Paul of Philadelphia is all about. Called to service by our Catholic values, we work directly with our neighbors in need to help with the most basic necessities. Our lives are transformed, as are hopefully those we serve. Visit svdp-phila.info to see how you can join with us to help. That's svdp-phila.info. This podcast has been a production of CatholicPhilly.com. Music by Dustin Taylor Phillips. For more information, visit us online at CatholicPhilly.com.